the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. The topic of today's message brings us face to face with the most imposing question of our lives. What will our answer be? Will we consistently stand up for Jesus Christ no matter what the cost to us? Or would we choose self-preservation at any cost to our Lord and Savior? Will we risk eternal life with Him? Listen as Pastor Rander shares with us. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy as you will want to take notes. You can come in here with your Bible ready to praise and worship God and all of a sudden you say, now where did that thought come from? Amen. You get to looking at a sister or a brother, and all of a sudden it's inappropriate. You know, you say, "Oh Lord, I went there." Amen. Or you, or you heard something you don't like, and you get negative on the preacher, negative on your brother and sister because that person's singing something that you think they ought not be singing. Somebody leading something you think they ought not be leading. Somebody's up too much. I wish she sit down. That's hellish. Every thought captive. Now, now, how many of y'all know what a thought coming to you that's not right? Amen. Now, you know what you got to, now, you know what you need to do? Here's what you do. I mean, let me read this. You need to, when you walk in the spirit, what you do, when that thought come in, now, now listen, you can, it's going to come now. That's first of all, because the mind is the battleground. Huh? And Satan enters and possesses one's life through the mind. You understand what I'm saying? So when you get that thought and you know it's not of God and you know it's satanic in nature, what you want to do is identify that damnable thought. Then what you want to do, captive, arrest the thought and then extinguish the thought. Take it out. Don't play with it. Don't let it. Don't hold on to it. Don't entertain it. Don't allow it to linger. Don't allow it to fester. Because if you do, it will take, it will become a stronghold in you. And the, and the stronger it gets, the harder it's going to be to unload that thought. And you need to do it immediately. I ain't talking about, well, you know, I let that sit around and I think about that. No! Deal with it then. You say somebody make you sick, that's satanic. You know, are you, you grumbling against something? And it's not, it's not evil, nobody's doing evil, but you just think it ought to be done another way. That, that becomes evil. I mean, you have to watch yourself. You got to catch yourself. You got to deal with those thoughts. And they're going to come, y'all, and they'll come anywhere. They'll come while you pray. Say, don't care where you are. Say, don't care how spiritual you are. We all deal, have to deal with the issue of our thought life. And if you don't take those thoughts that are against God and his word, take them captive and kick them out in the name of Jesus, they will wreak havoc in your lives and in your mind and in your body. 
But how do we keep from spiritual regression? Cultivate a mind of Christ. Cultivate a mind of Christ. Philippians 2, 5. Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You know, you make spiritual progression by cultivating the mind of Christ through his word, through prayer, through fasting, through emulating Christ, through listening to the spirit of God, cultivating the mind of Christ. And, 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 and when you're doing that, you have to watch the music that goes in. You have to watch the screen, the books you read. You have to guard against certain kinds of conversations you're having because that'll lead you into a sinful lifestyle. Just talking about it can do a lot of damage. Cultivate a mind of Christ. Some of you cultivating a sports mind. Some of you a basketball. I know all that's here, but your mind can't stay there. That can't keep you. That stuff can't keep you. I'm not saying you can't look at it, but you got to realize you can't be so saturated with it that it takes a stronghold. Satan even exploit good things. Then guard against spiritual pride and having a sense that you have arrived. This is how you guard against spiritual regression. Guard against spiritual what? Pride and having a sense that you have arrived. Guard against pride, for heaven's sake. Pride is one of the key things that brings about regression. Thinking you got it all together. Hey, I'm through. I'm okay now. I'm all right. And no, you're not as all right as you think you are. Guard against spiritual pride and having a sense of that you have arrived. Proverbs 16, 18. Proverbs 16, 18. It says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. Pride. The spiritual pride is a dangerous thing. And you have to guard against it. You know? Pride to say, I don't have to fast. Pride to say, I don't have to read the word. Pride to say, I don't have to pray. I don't have to commit to that. Pride to say, I don't, I can stay home and worship God. I, I, I'm okay. And Satan takes you for a ride. Another way we spiritual regress is we must guard against not only spiritual pride, but here's another twist to it. Guard against theological pride. Guard against theological pride. In other words, you will begin to regress when the scripture becomes so familiar to you that you no longer allow it to, to speak to you in a fresh, insightful way. In other words, you've been around the word so long that the word no longer makes the impact that it used to make. You know, you're so familiar with certain scriptures that you can read that scripture because you know it. You don't even look into it anymore. You don't even investigate the scripture. You don't even allow God to show you a new insight. I mean, you you can't ever exhaust the scripture. I mean, you can't ever say there's nothing else I need to to learn about this scripture. Doesn't matter what's John three sixteen. God will show you a new insight on John three sixteen if you stop saying I know it. First Timothy four thirteen speaks to that. First Timothy four thirteen it says, "Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine." I mean, we ought to read the word. 
We ought to not only read unfamiliar passages, we ought to read familiar passages. You can't ever get so familiar with it that uh, get so comfortable. You should not ever get so comfortable so as to allow it not to speak to you in a fresh new way. Guard against theological pride. And then a theological pride also say, teacher, I know you'll look at a person in a classroom instead of receiving the word from the teacher, you'll start analyzing the word and become critical of the word. And you begin to teach with the teacher and you can't even be receptive to what God is saying. You know, you can be too noisy in a classroom. Amen. We're not saying you can't participate, but you can participate to the point that you become a distraction and hinder the learning of others. You understand what I'm saying? And we have to watch that very, very closely. Theological pride make you say, well, I know just as much as her. I've been saved longer than him. (laughs) Yeah, but let me tell you something. God can speak through anybody who's in touch with God, who's walking with the Lord, and who's studied and prepared adequately before the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we guard against spiritual regression? Number seven, listen and obey the voice of God. Listen and obey the voice of God. This is the best way to keep ourselves from spiritual regression. This is the best way to keep ourselves from being deceived and ensnared by the enemy. Listen to the voice of God. You see, if you listen to people, you're going to end up in regression. Because people don't know what the Lord wants for your life. People don't know God's plan for your life. People don't know God's will for your life. Stop asking everybody what I ought to do. Why don't you check in with God? Time you go to everybody but God. God knows you. Folk will lead you down wrong street and, and then pass you up. Listen and obey the voice of God. Are you listening to God? God is speaking. You got to hear God. Look at Psalms 85.8. Look at Psalms 85.8. Look what it says there. Listen and obey the voice of God. Psalms 85 and 8. It says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people and to his saints. But let them not turn back to folly. I will hear what God the Lord will what? Speak. And if you don't listen to what he's speaking, guess what will happen? You're going to end back up in foolishness. And you're going to talk foolish. You're going to behave foolish. And you'll find yourself doing some of the very things you said you would not do simply because you didn't listen to God. Number eight, if we're going to keep ourselves in spiritual regression, seek to continually be in the presence of God. Seek to continually be where? In the presence of God. That's key to progressing spiritually in our lives. Look at Psalm 1611. Psalm 1611, seek to continually be in the presence of God. Psalm 1611 is a beautiful verse, and you really need to underline it. It's tucked away there, and perhaps you've not even noticed it, but it is there. Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. Did you get that? In your presence is what? Fullness of of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And what what God is saying here is that 
Joy is being in his presence. Spiritual refreshment is being in the presence of God. You keep yourself from spiritual regression regression by staying in the presence of God, sitting in his presence, allowing him to speak to you, to encourage you, to direct you, to adjust you to the glory of God. When is the last time you sat in the presence of God to the extent that you were overcome with joy from being in the very presence of God? The presence of God is the surest way to keep ourselves from spiritual regression. Number nine, examine yourself for signs of erosion. Examine yourself for signs of spiritual erosion. That's what we need to do. Examine ourselves for signs of spiritual erosion. Second Corinthians 13, 5. The, the, the church at Ephesus had begun to erode and they didn't even know it. You know, they lost their first love. They stopped doing the things that brought God delight. And uh, they ended up really grieving the heart of God. And it's possible, it is highly possible to start out on fire for God and end up just as cold as you can be. Second Corinthians 13, 5, look what it says. Ex- What's that first word? Examine who? Did it say everybody else? Huh? Who did it say? Now we're good at looking at other folk. Oh, I wish sister so-and-so was here. Oh, brother, brother, whoever his name is, I'm scared to call a name because that might be one of your names and we're not talking to you. But whatever his name is, you know what? He missed that message. He sure needed that. No, you needed it. You here. Hey, favor, it's for you. The Bible says, examine yourself. For, look, uh, as to whether you're in the faith, test yourselves. Do you not know? Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified? You have to check yourself to see if you're in the faith. And if you're in the faith, then you need to check yourself for signs of erosion, because you know, erosion is is subtle. It's not like the stock market can be up here and the bottom drop out. Usually. Satan carves away at you little by little by little, and all of a sudden you're in a condition and you don't even know how you got there. You know why? Because it happened so subtly and so gradually that you didn't even know it. Hebrews 2.1. Look at Hebrews 2.1. Speaks to this. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Look what it says. Hebrews 2.1. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. I mean, there it is right there, just as clear. Hebrews 2.1, therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard. If you don't heed what you have heard, if you don't apply what you have heard, if you don't put into action and execute and implement what you have heard from the word of God, you will find yourself drifting. Why is it that some folk can be in church and all of a sudden you look around and you can't find them anymore? Some folk create new ways to lose themselves. I mean, you can't find them until a crisis comes and here they come. But you know, you know what happened? Why do some people make such progress in just a, sh- a short number of years and other folk can be here 
for a number of years and you see little progress. As a matter of fact, the longer they hear, the less you see of God in them. Well, I'll tell you what, it goes back to the appropriation and the application of the word of God. Because you can hear it, but not heed it. You know what I'm saying? You can hear and not heed the word of God. You can hear the word of God and not internalize the word of God. You can hear the word of God and not execute the word of God. Not apply the word of God. Not live it out in your life. You just leave here and say, you know what, that was a wonderful message, but that message is really not a good message until you put it to action in your life. I mean, what principles from last week's sermon did you glean for your life? I mean, you're not supposed to just have a pregnant notebook. God, God, wants, God wants you pregnant with God, full of God. God, God amen. God, God wants you juiced up for him, fired up for him. God, God wants you uh, 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 full of fire for God. And vigor and vitality for God. And so the scripture says, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Number 10, if we're going to keep ourselves from spiritual regression, refuse to allow Satan to disconnect you from the fellowship with the believers. Refuse to allow Satan to disconnect you from fellowship with the believers. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves as, as we see the day approaching. So now we got, we got to see here that coming to church is not an, an option. It is a what? It is a command. It is a command. And that, that case then... Even setting the clocks ahead one hour ought to not keep us from coming to church. And I'm glad you're here. Amen. And I believe uh, believers are tested on Sunday morning. I'm so glad y'all here. Sometimes I bet some churches can't. They wonder if the congregation is going to show up. Coming to church to worship God is a very serious thing before him. And do you not know? A sure sign of spiritual regression is when you can come every other Sunday, once a month, or your CME Christian Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. That's a sure sign erosion has taken place. I mean, when, when you are hot for God, there's a great yearning to want to be in God's house with his people on his day. Amen. Amen. So uh, catch yourself. And then you got to wonder, I don't feel like coming to church. Is, is, is your worship to God based on how you feel? Amen. You know what? Unless you got something that's contagious, it's good. Now, if you, now if you, you got something contagious, stay home. Don't come in and contaminate me. I got to preach. But, but now if your toe is hurting, you can come on. You got arthritis, Uncle Arthur's gotten all in you. Still, come on. Amen. You got a migraine headache. Come on. Let me tell you something. You start worshiping God, God will move that headache in worship. Have anybody ever got here sick and you wasn't feeling well? And, and then when you, 
after you left, you forgot that you were sick. You ever had that happen to you? Or you were in a bad mood. And when you got to church, God swung your mood. (laughs) Can't nobody do us like Jesus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God knows how to adjust us. He knows how to make us. Come on, anyhow. I never will forget. I stomped my toe real bad one day. I mean, I hit a corner on the wall. And my toe, my little toe blew, like it blew up that big. And I was hoping to go down by Sunday, but it wouldn't go down. I couldn't get a shoe. I was trying my best to put a shoe on because I tried to look normal before y'all. But that was one day that foot wasn't going in that shoe because it was no way I could preach and have my sense. And so this was a number of years ago. So I had, some of y'all don't know what, a few of you might, but I had one shoe on and the other one I had a black sandal on to, to kind of blend in with black socks. You know, most folks didn't even know it. If they knew it, they didn't say nothing. And I fit in quite normally. But I did not let that stump, swollen toe keep me from standing up here preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Man, when you're angry, that's when you really need to come to God's house. Amen. You messed up and out of order. Oh, God, get me to your house. Amen. (laughs) Got a lot of hell in you? Come on in here. But please let the Lord get it out of you. Don't leave with it. Bible said bring your burdens to the Lord and what? Leave them. You keep it, man. You go back home and man, all hell break loose. Well, leave that stuff here. Leave it here. <laughs> so uh, the next point, the last, not the least, number eleven. We number eleven. We made it. We go. How do we guard against spiritual regression? Is to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. It's keeping our eyes on Jesus Christ. Hebrews twelve two, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Keeping our eyes on the Lord. You know what happened to the church of Ephesus? You know why they got cold and they lost their first, they left their first love? They took their eyes off God. When you begin, when you take your eyes off the Lord, you begin to regress. All of a sudden, you, you, you see how you need a little more money and then a little more and a little more. Um, a little more entertainment. A little more malls, a little more food, a little more whatever it is. And you find yourself way out there and you wonder how you got there. Keeping your eyes on Jesus is the surest way to keep yourself from spiritual regression. The church at Ephesus took their eyes off the Lord and left their first love. As I conclude, what's your spiritual condition? Where are you now? Did you go through fasting and prayer? And after you, after all was said and done, you bought just where you were before you entered. It is all based on your attitude as you went through it. Or did you go through it and, and you saw God work and you saw the move of God and you saw the move of Satan? How many of you saw Satan moved on this time? How many of you know Satan tested you? He's going to do it. How many of you saw Satan trying to keep you from doing the very thing that God told you to do, but you defeated that devil in the name of Jesus and you did the right thing regardless of the temptations and all the attachments of the enemy to the glory of God?
But let me tell you something. If you don't keep watch over yourselves, and if you don't guard yourself, if you don't walk close to God, if you don't keep your eyes on the Lord, you'll find that you lost more ground than you gained. And you end up in depression, discouragement, and disillusionment. Simply because you're worse off than when you first entered into the experience. And all God's children said, let's pray. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for putting this on my heart. That we will look at the church at Ephesus. And see how they left their first love to the point that God had to rebuke them for their spiritual condition. And Father, kindle the fire within us. You told the church at Ephesus to repent. And may we repent at your word when we take an introspective look at our lives and see some of the very things you told us to do and we haven't done or see how we have failed you, how far we have fallen, I pray that you would, in the name of Jesus, move the spirit of repentance among your people. Let us not be so quick to grow cold or to say we're through or we've arrived. Now it's over. Let ourselves go and revert back worse than when we first entered this time of spiritual renewal. Help us to guard our tongues, what we set before our eyes, what we listen to with our ears, where we go what we say, what we do. And where we have sinned, may we hasten, O God, to cry out for your mercy and your forgiveness. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name we pray. All God's children said, Amen. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, We have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.